You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Jason Smart. Yeah, thank you for having me. Jason, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what you do professionally. Uh, see, um, Jason Smart, I live in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, I uh, co-own and run... Uh, sorry, excuse me. Anyway, I uh, co-own and run a uh, movie slash video game store here in, in Maryville. Uh, my uh, sister-in-law owns uh, Southland Books. Uh, she started '92, uh, I think, is when she opened the bookstore, uh, and it's expanded from there. Uh, I was a bread man for a long time. I worked for, uh, well, probably you know, Wonder Bread and Hostess Cakes, and so I did that for a while. Uh, what made you wanted to decide to like own your own, like maybe like video game and movie store? Like, I mean, I think for all of us, it's those inspirations we get as like a little kid, uh, you know, such as like your daughter in the background too. Like that's something she's going to be influenced by anything that you watch with her, a certain movie, a certain connection that you make. I mean, the only reason I enjoy star Wars is because when I was a child, we saw all the old prequel movies. I mean, I can't, I can't see any of the new ones just because they just, I'm, I feel like I'm out of touch with the whole star Wars scene, but best memories of my life. Every time I turn those things on, I immediately revert back to like a five-year-old or six-year-old kid sitting there watching movies next to my dad. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, that's, you know, for me, it was a little different. My parents didn't really care too much about it. Uh, movies and stuff. I mean, they watched it. My, my dad was a big like Clint Eastwood fan and Charles Bronson, so watched a lot of those movies when I was a kid. Um, but I think it's the era of when I grew up, um, because it was being a product of the '80s. Uh, the video stores, the you know VCRs, being able to watch movies at home for the first time um, was something that was a foreign concept for us at the time. Um, so yeah, so that, that was definitely a big reason. Yeah. I've always wanted to own a video store. Always. When it comes to movies and games out of everything you kind of sell, what do you find to be the most that you're attracted to the things that you like the most? Oh, I'm definitely a movie guy and definitely horror. Um, that, that is it. Um, yes. horror through and through by and large. Um, and that's what we sell. And that, that, that and that is what sells horror and sci-fi. Like you're saying, Star Wars, Anything fanboy kind of thought, that's what goes. And that's what the physical media people are wanting as well. Um, you know, uh, laser discs are on a rise, VHS are all were on a rise before the, you know, what we're dealing with yeah. now. Uh, do, you, do you think horror, like all the types of movies, like those style things are coming back more of like collector's pieces now? People are going to, um, you know, like, to buy the actual thing online, maybe eBay or go to a store to find the actual disc or find the actual VHS to be able to put into their collection. Cause I started noticing there's a hashtag on Instagram called horror junkie. 
And it's just people that collect, I mean, have a whole bookcase where you would have Stephen King books. They're collecting Saw movies, uh, any type of scary film or something that came back in the day. I mean, the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's it. It's, um, how can I say it? And people are different. I mean, there's all different kinds of collectors and what uh, genres they collect and what medias they collect in too. Some people only do VHS by and large. Some people do everything. Um, so yeah, it's kind of. Does it make the business difficult? I mean, it seems like it would have to be kind of rough just because of the fact like, I mean, not maybe now because we're heading into this new era where like all these millennials or people you want to call hipsters, they're like, I need to collect a, you know, get a collector's edition. So I need to go get the original tape or I need to get something that, you know, you have to wind up just to be able to play it. And back at a time at one point when Netflix was first coming out, when Redbox was turning into a thing, like when Blockbuster was closing, it seemed like we were heading into this new era where you were never going to have to buy any of these things ever again. You just go on your phone. I mean, I still Google up a movie on my phone or something to watch. Disney plus is amazing. Um, but I still, if I'm watching the movie, like I remember I'm supposed to be doing a movie review on the Simpsons movie and the guys like just watch it on Disney plus. I'm like, but I kind of want to find the disc. Like, I remember when I first bought that in the store, trying to tell my dad, like, it's the Simpsons. He's like, he won't get any of the jokes anyway. I mean, a lot of them, the ones that he's going to find funny, there's a hidden meaning behind him. And I was just watching it before, like, we had this podcast. And I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like, how did I miss all these? Like, as a kid, yeah. I'm sitting there laughing, like, like laughing like a little kid, not even paying attention. The next thing you know, I'm getting all these uh, jokes as an adult. It's, it's a nostalgia feel. Oh, yeah. And 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 that's that's part of it. Um and which does actually, especially with like VHS, uh, that's really what blows my mind because it's kids your age that I'm selling most of my movies to. Um, I figured it'd be people my age, um, you know, as more of a nostalgia trip, but it's, but I think it was because, you know, like your generation is going to be the last that remembers Blockbuster. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Your generation's the last to actually, which you probably owned a VCR, I would say. I mean, your parents probably did when you were a kid growing up, I'm sure. Do you think any of that's going to come back, like um, Blockbuster or something, or maybe like another movie rental spot? Because, I mean, as a kid, those were some of my favorite moment, moments, like skating down to the store, you know, ah. picking up a movie, getting a bag of hot fries, sitting out on the curb, like, dude, mm-hmm. parents aren't home, got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The next thing you know, I after like midway through the movie, I'm calling them at like one o'clock in the morning, at begging for them to come home just so I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think the online world is is killed that to a certain degree. Anything you'll see more and more places like us opening up. Um, th- there's one other place in Knoxville called because uh, we're right outside of Knoxville. Uh, there's a place called McKay's in Knoxville, and they're basically what we are: bookstore. They sell books, movies, CDs, you name it. Um, she's like upstairs in the, uh, in the bookstore, we have a vinyl section and that goes really well. Uh, vinyl records still big right now. Um, but I, I, I think there will always be a call for the physical media, but I don't think we'll ever see a big chain store again. Um, 
Yeah, I don't see it hitting like how it used to be back in the day when a record came out. You were buying. I mean, that's what artists based their tracks and their money off of was like, how many records did they sell? Did it go triple platinum? Did it go all this? Now it's based on how many hits do you have on YouTube? How many hits do you have on Spotify? How many plays and turns? But I think it's the same thing. Like if I give you like a thing of cookies every single day and then I suddenly just stopped and just didn't let you have any more for like a long time, you're going to be like, Oh, I can last a few days. And eventually just like, I need that. Like, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, we went to virtual and online like listening to now people are like, I want the copy. Like I, like I sparked up when I went to Hawaii and I went to a flea market. I mean, I thrift shop, dude. Let me tell you something. That's where you find the goodies, the classics that people throw out. And Mm. I found a fresh Prince of Bel Air CD, man. I've I've never in my life played a track or played a whole entire album more than that one right there. (laughs) That's funny. And believe you me, that's what I do too, as well. Um, Goodwills and that stuff still hit. Pick up VCRs. People turn them in. I mean, you can pick them up cheap and sell them and it's a weird world it's strange when like i remember like when i first started thrift shopping i used i mean as a kid like you're like thrift shopping what do do i'm not a poor person i don't need to go to a thrift store and then once you start going it's like an addiction because i mean i will tell you right now my all-time favorite game and i don't know if you know it's called assassin's creed oh lord yeah okay yeah i got this at a thrift store for one dollar Oh, there you go. Hidden blade, bro. And let me tell you, this thing is sharp. I've hurt myself plenty of time with it. Oh, yeah. But I pick, I see it there. I'm like, what? And like, you start going through like, um, there's an old uh, cartoon show I used to be in love with. And I remember like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all those big things, but obviously back in the day, but Bakugan, those little circular mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you looked up two of those on eBay, it's about a hundred dollars just for two of them. I found a thing of 50 of them at a thrift store for five bucks. I was like, I don't know who did this to their child, but I'm sorry for them, but this is mine. Like you get the old school mm-hmm. nostalgia games. I mean, I picked up a Wii again. I picked up um, Nintendo 64, you know, mm-hmm. like all these things so cheap that people just throw out that literally brings to the meaning like, you know, another man's junk is another man's treasure. And and that that is it precisely right there. And, and it is, it's, it's amazing, well, like I said, and that's it. And, and it's people overlook things too, because like the VHS market, like there's some VHSs I picked up for a dollar and turned around and sold them for seventy-five dollars. And it's like just because of what it is. But if you don't know what it is, you throw it away. Yeah. What have, you, what have you kind of come across that was something that stopped you in your tracks? Like, I don't even know if I could sell this. Oh, uh, good question. Um, I know it's, <laughs> I really wouldn't say stopped you in the tracks, but when we opened up the business um, and we bought it, we bought out a bunch of different places um, that it kind of, it kind of, when we opened it, it kind of was at a perfect timing with other places going out of businesses that were around Knoxville and Maribel. So we were able to get a bunch of stuff really cheap. But anyway, we bought a bunch of DVDs. And one of the things in there was a Kenny Rogers DVD. And I'm like, who in the world is going to buy a Kenny Rogers DVD? Even here in Maryville, Tennessee, in the South. It's like, you know, who, who's going to want this thing? Literally the first thing we said. The gambler? Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't want that, man? Holy crap. 
it's like a live concert, man. I, I don't know, but apparently I'm in the, I mean, I'm okay with Kenny Rogers, but you know, I was just like, who's going to want this? But I was wrong. I wasn't really like too hip on him besides like watching George of the jungle. And they had like, I guess an impersonator on there that was supposed to be him. But then <laughs> I started working at a casino and you'll be surprised how they play that same song over and over and over again. Uh to where it's like it's good then it's bad and then it comes back around and you're like i love this song why was i hating it so badly <laughs> i don't know i think that would do me wrong after a while especially if you have being stuck listening to it what about um if you would have to say like when you're running your shop and stuff what do you see to be the most important thing that you try and at least make you a little bit different from everybody else uh it's well i mean it's it's definitely the um Definitely the selection of horror movies we have is what it is, where we, um, different distributors that distribute, eh, can't talk, distribute, I can't say it. Distribution. Thank you. Yeah, Bruce cannot say it. Uh, anyway, uh, people that uh, we're dealing with now, especially Vinegar Syndrome, um, they put out, actually, they're just getting ready to release Rad, uh, which was an 80s BMX movie that's been sought after for probably at least the last 20 years. You've only been able to find it really on VHS and some like bootleg DVD copies and stuff. Uh, but anyway, they're finally getting, they're releasing it. So that's real big. Um, they are, they are really big about um, supporting small brick and mortar stores. They actually have a line that they sell so many on their website and then the only other way to get these movies is literally to go to a video store like us. Um, and it's not that they're like necessarily really sought after movies, but if you want them, that's where you can. And like one of them is called Boss Academy. It's like a, a police academy ripoff. And it had uh, some ex-porn uh, ladies that played in it, but it's not, it's not a, it's no worse than Police Academy. Uh, it, well, I mean, it's worse in the simple fact that it's not as good as Police Academy, but um, anyway, and so the only place you can find that on Blu-ray is like through us or through their website, which I think is actually. Well, I mean, even when going through like a thrift store or something, I think like I've, I've started to do it a lot more just because, I mean, it's cool. Like if you want to find something, you want to eBay something and you want to get it to you, but it's way more expensive. Like, I mean, when it comes to shipping, when it comes to even trying to, I guess, up the price, I mean, you probably go through bidding wars with people. You're trying to get an object thinking it's going to be good for your store to sell, knowing people that are going to want to buy this thing. And next thing you know, some person's another store, thrift stores even doubling down on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. They eventually everybody catches on like anything else, uh, you know, so prices do go up on things and, but you know, that there's a price cap, you know, you don't pay over this, you just can't. Uh, so if it's, you're out it, you're out it. And that's all there is to it and hope for the next thing. And you never know, uh, cause it's a, a case in point. Um, this lady came in right after Christmas, before ever the pandemic started. Um, she came in and sold me three new inbox Nintendo NES games that GameStop would not take. And it's not that the employees didn't want to take it. The corporate store has since anything that I guess is 
X amount of years old, they don't have it. They don't deal with it. They, they don't whatever. All three of the games were worth over, I mean, $50 a piece, you know? So, I mean, it was, you know, she had virtually $200 worth of games right there. Yeah, if you even look at Pokemon games, like everything, if you go into GameStop, I try to sell some of my old ones. They'll still technically like really buy them, but it's so low price that it's not even worth the sell. You'd rather still have that nostalgia feel in your hands. But it's all digital versions of stuff. And I'm like, this isn't what I want. Like when a favorite game of mine or a favorite movie of mine comes out, I'm like, I need the digital disc. I mean, when signs that I still hold that DVD is one of like the highest ones I have just because like it's the physical copy i could easily watch it online somewhere but it's so much more like putting it in like the dvd player you know sitting down with the family those good times when i first was introduced to that movie i mean i watched it in a camper on a dvd laptop while my dad's outside stoking a bonfire i'm sitting inside watching a uh, mel gibson be attacked by aliens man <laughs> yeah and you know that you know which leads you to think you know you know like what because my little girl, most everything she watches is on like Netflix, Disney Plus. Um, you know, even though I've got all the, the movies and I've got all mine up here, we've got them all downstairs for her. But still, that's, you know, it's easier to do that to a certain degree. But I know what you're saying. It For me, I still, nine times out of ten, if I go to watch a movie, I grab one of my physical copies instead of watching. And... and that is another thing too, especially on some of the older films, not necessarily your new films that are just coming out, but the copies that you can watch on like Amazon Prime aren't necessarily your 4K scans, aren't your 2K scans. They're virtually not much better than the VHS quality. Uh, so that does keep the physical media still alive because the Blu-ray still look better in certain aspects and definitely the 4Ks um, as well, I think. Yeah, uh, sure. See, I look at that and then like they always say like 4K, they always say like Blu-ray. I was just like, does it work in my DVD player? Then that's all I really need. You know what I mean? Like everyone's always trying to get like the biggest TV possible. I get it. I understand it, especially if it's like redone. But like back, I think the biggest thing for me was when movie rentals were a thing, I think that was a very good point of guidance in one's life i know that sounds ridiculous to say but yeah. i think it taught responsibility to the fact that you have to bring a movie back that you have to do mm -hmm. um you know you have to go in there it gave you good con like confrontation i would say with people like you get to talk to someone the dude gets to pick out a movie for you i mean i want to see those come back because now it's just reverted to like the five dollar cd or movie bin in walmart that people just rifle through it's like what what's happening here it's like we all want the physical copy we all want that dvd thing because then we can always play it you don't know if you're watching it online you're thinking it's always going to be there next thing you know the site gets taken down you know like i used to watch movies 2k which is like free online movies um that that got taken down so many times i'm sitting there trying to look for a certain movie i'm like man if i would have just saw it in theaters and then i would have bought the disc to it maybe i would have got the collector's edition i mean you only see people get collector's editions for like a hundred something bucks when they're a giant fan of it like lord of the rings or star wars mm -hmm. they grab every single copy and have it on display like an art museum oh yeah and and, and that's it I, and i had a girl come in and uh she bought uh, virtually everything I had in the store that was Beetlejuice, including a laser disc player. I mean, laser disc 
And uh, I was like, do you have a laser display here? And she's like, no, I just want it. So, you know, there you go. She bought it just to have it. I literally spent, I think, $45 on an old VHS tape of The Big Lebowski. Hmm. And I had to go and find a DVD or like a VHS player. Like I had to go to my grandma's house. I'm rifling through all of her (laughs) puzzles are falling all over me. Stuff from my childhood. I'm like, where's the VHS player? She's like, why do you need it? I'm like, because I want to watch this movie. She's just looked at me like we have CDs now. We have DVDs. What are you, what are you doing for a VHS? I was like, yeah, but I want to blow off the thing and put it in the VHS thing and then wait for it to pop right back out and then get frustrated, rub it on my clothing or something, (laughs) push it right back in, you know? (laughs) and 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 honestly that's it you know it's especially with vhs because it's such a fragile um media if you will uh that especially you know if the tape gets ate up it's gone um and i think that's actually part of the allure too and that's actually i think part of the value of it too because things got lost especially especially a lot of the vhs early movies that were never really released publicly. And so you could only rent them by and large. And they got, I mean, after people rent, you know, their VCRs destroy them, kids destroy them. And so then you're only left with a handful of copies, uh, you know, in existence. You bring up a good point too, about uh, bonus features and stuff like that. That's not, that's not online. You can't look up like a, you know, if you're watching the movie online or something, you can't see the bonus features. You can't see the special additions to director's cut and stuff. That's only on DVDs and VHSs. By and large, so on, they do do it on a few of the like, you know, Avengers and Star Wars. Sometimes they'll throw it on there, but it's not all, you know, you, you still get more with it, but it's weird because there's like this divide. Uh, to do, especially in Hollywood, because Hollywood wants to just go straight digital now, I think, by and large, because it, it, it's cheaper, it's easier. And for what they're doing, it makes sense. But I think there's there's definitely this subculture and it's definitely growing and, and it's bigger than I thought it was until I started get until I got on Instagram. Um, I had no idea how many people were out there that, you know, liked old media, old games, um, you know, especially. And, and now and here's something else, too, that I was reading. Uh, I read an article on Laserdisc, and uh, according to the article, uh, it was, I think it was Apple. I'm pretty sure it was Apple, like one of the CEOs at Apple. but. And what I'm saying, don't quote me on this, and here we are. Uh, but um, anyway, they went to look for a movie in their database, and it was gone. And the guy was like, why is this gone? And they're like, well, the people that own the rights to it decided they weren't going to stream it anymore. So it's almost technically like if you go and look at your, like, something you bought off Amazon, and especially if you buy something like, off, let's say, DirecTV, or Charter or Spectrum or whatever cable service is available. When you get rid of that service, that $20 movie you bought, gone. Yeah, but just there's people like my buddy, for instance, um, 
was a few, I think like a year ago, he lost his account and password to his account on his Xbox. Next thing you know, every single game that he spent $90 pre-orders, all these things that he probably spent over like $1,000 just in maybe a couple of years of just playing games on his Xbox, completely gone because it was on that account. And he had he didn't have the passwords. He didn't have the usernames. He didn't have, he didn't have anything. So then he had to rebuy everything. And I'm like, that's why when a, something, a game comes out, when Spyro came back out, reignited, remastered, completely redone, that was a childhood game for me where I was like, I'm going to GameStop. I am getting the actual disc in case my account or some internet thing happens where I can't get back into it. I will still have the physical copy to be able to play it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, that's my thought too. But you know, everybody's different. Uh, of course, me trying to keep up with passcodes and all that and all this stuff changes so rapidly anymore. And, and, and then they go in and update, you know, change and then want you to change. It's like crap. You know, now I've got to remember this too. So, how often do you uh, usually get people from like the horror community hitting you up or something for like a uh, disc or something? Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I, I've definitely I've got my regulars as far as you know, uh, in store uh, goes, and then uh, quite often uh, uh, on Instagram, yeah, anything we post something, usually I get somebody uh, you know asking or definitely commenting on it anyway. Um, but mostly it's uh, mostly it's the vinegar syndrome titles, usually uh, that people inquire about. Uh, Did they ever ask that. about like maybe something in particular that's a little bit weird, or you might have seen that's like this is a little bit too graphic? Oh uh, no, no, nobody's ever asked me for anything crazy. Um, I always ask that question because I'm like I know people. And I know the fact that even though there's a lot of porn online, there's still porno shops that sell like the discs. And I'm like, that's weird that we have movie collectors. And then we have the movie collectors, collectors. that are like, yeah, that one, they're still there though. There's no blockbuster, but there's more than, you know, enough oh. of those shops. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we literally just so Debbie does Dallas on laser disc online. Uh, kid you not. And uh, you wouldn't believe what we sold it for. It, I, I couldn't believe what we sold it for. Um, I was really, really amazed what we sold it for. Was it over uh, three feet? Was it like over three figures? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It just, I didn't think it would bring even what it brought. So yeah, we, no, no, no. We only got like a try under 300 for it. But still though, it was way more than I thought we would bring for, because it's available on Blu-ray, DVD. Yeah. It's still available on physical. Uh, but, but. You know, somebody wanted the uh, the laser disc version of it. Apparently, more so than I did. When, like, if you're collecting or if you're looking for something that's peculiar that you would want to buy and put in your shop, thinking you could probably resell, what do you typically try and look at? Like, how good the movie did back in the day, or maybe a movie that means something to to you? Like, I feel like for me, if I go into a thrift store, I could easily pick out like, oh, Harry Potter books. Someone's gonna sell that, resell that. Next thing you know, it's you know, quick buck like that. But then I'm like, I rather pick things that I find a deep connection with because there's someone out there that has that deep connection with it as well. Like there's a certain memory. Cause I think that's what it all leads back to is why we're all such fans of movies and games is because it brought us to a point in our life where you were really, really happy because of what was going on. And that just, that information just went inside you. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and that's definitely what I see. 
for sure. You know, game gamers, movie people. Uh, you know, and it, also it, you know, movies and games go hand in hand too, um, more so than you think. You know, usually if somebody's a movie person, they're a gamer too, a little bit, yeah. and boss and vice versa. Uh, but um, yeah, it, uh, that, that's usually what I try to do is I try to do it half and half to a certain degree. I try to bring in movies that I personally like, but then again, there's a lot of movies I like that are too over the top for a lot of people. Like Rob so, Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, beyond that. yeah. Beyond Rob Child's Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses? That's Child's Play. What? Yeah. I and saw that, that when I was 14 in a bike shop. And let me tell you something. I've never, ever, ever rode home with such like a straight – I don't even think I blinked the whole ride home. I was sitting there like, what did I just watch? Yeah, I, I – there, if you're familiar with a movie called Martyrs, it's a French film. I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, it is, yeah, that's a watch. Uh, that's a watch, and it's and it's not so much that it's a. Uh, although there are gore elements in it, it's more of just it's a it's just the, 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 I've decided the French are effed up, dude. That's all there is to it. Seriously, you look at like anything Alexander Aja's done. You know, he did the remake of the hills have eyes and i think what else did he do actually really like everything he did oh uh he did um don't worry about it don't worry about it. but when it comes to like horror movies like the classic old ones are some of the mm. best ones do you think that the trend is going to come back to where like horror movies are horror again because i'm like i look at a lot of these ones and a lot of them are on the basis of jump scares which i really find difficulty with just because i'm sitting in a theater i'm like I like the stories. I like to kind of, you know, I, I understand people are like, I want it to kick in now. I want it to be like this. Mm -hmm. I want it to be murder, 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 first couple scenes. That's cool, but I also like to see how it unravels. Like, I'm a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan, and a lot of people don't consider any of his movies really horror movies. But I'm like, they scare me because they get you kind of wrapped up into your seat. They get you actually hooked into the movie without, you know, somebody getting their a knife through their spine in like the first two minutes. I'm like, that's cool, but... How many Halloween movies are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I definitely see where you're coming from on that one, and, and I agree to a certain. For me, because I am a product of the '80s once again, and the '80s were slashers. That that's what you had was. I mean, there's always other movies, but just like you said, right now it's a jump scare era. Right now it's a, um, which well, really kind of started in the early. 2000s with the Japanese um, ghost horror jump scare kind of thing, uh, honestly. And then it kind of faded out into the um, Saw, you know, uh, horror porn kind of thing. Uh, and then it's kind of came back around to the jump scare thing, funny enough. But there's always, there's always still new slasher movies. There's, always still all these different genres within the genre um that are around it's just if you're into it or not whether you pay attention to it or not but you know and if you look at i mean the academy award-winning movie this year was parasite and i don't know if you've seen parasite or not but Hollywood, i haven't but i knew they won everything dude it's probably the one time i agree with it winning everything because outside of Pan, Pan's Labyrinth, it, it is a freaking just a masterpiece. I mean, it is, it, it's a masterpiece and it's, 
not a horror movie, but there's horror elements in it. Uh, if you haven't seen his first movie, The Host, it's a monster movie, and I recommend you I've watch seen it The Host. Out. Yeah, I've seen The uh, Host. Okay, well, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, that you're going to love Parasite then. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't have a problem with subtitles, uh, then yeah. yeah that was that was watch. a big thing when that movie came out. Um, you know, Parasite was everyone was like, I don't want to watch it because the subtitles. And I know so many people were like, just just watch it. Like, I mean, for me, subtitles isn't a big thing. I watch my TV with subtitles anyway, just because, mm. like, you know, if I'm sitting there, I still like to know. Because, I mean, half the time I'm watching a movie, somebody says something, and I'm like, did they say that or did they say this? I'm like, why don't I just look at the bottom and read the subtitle? Oh, okay, they did say that. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, and, and also when you get into, like, you know, like, I don't know if you're having a problem understanding me, when you get into regional, you know, accents, dialects, and stuff like that, like when we watch Train Spotting. I don't know if you've ever seen Train Spotting, yeah. uh, but you got to watch to understand when the characters had to, you know, had to put on subtitles. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one is speaking English, but still, it's <laughs> couldn't understand it. Now, when it comes to probably the weirdest thing that you've ever sold, maybe it would not be expensive, but like maybe you bought and you're like, I don't think anybody's going to get this. And then someone just grabs it. Because I went to, um, there's this game store not like a video game, but like the classic board game, like Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. um, near where I live. And a dude had a giant, like, it looked like it was about a worth a grand, but it was a giant statue of one of these video game characters that wasn't a popular game at all. And I'm like, you just bought that for yourself because that's literally like your favorite game. And you're just having it in your store thinking it's going to get sold, but it's really just there to stay there forever. Not even like a week later, somebody bought it. I was like, no way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually, uh, funny enough, in that scenario right now as we speak, uh, that uh, something I brought from the house that I was going to put online, just but I'm going to price it so high that if it sells, well, somebody's going to pay for it because I don't want to get rid of it. Uh, but uh, we had, uh, we bought out a, a dude's uh, collection. He bought all these video game collection pieces. Um, insane. And he'd buy like two or three of them. Like, seriously, like we would have like three copies of Ninja Gaiden, one for the 360, one for the PS3. And then like the, I guess PS3 is what he played because he bought another one and that one was open to where he could play. But anyway, uh, probably out of all that, I don't know if you're familiar with a video game called The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, that one I wasn't familiar with, funny enough. And we sold that collection piece for $800. And that blew my mind that it went that high because it was just a statue. Well, yeah, it's the crazy part about collectibles now. We talk about the DVDs and the original discs being collectible, but like now you're seeing video games now when they do the collector's edition for like 120 mm -hmm. something dollars. They include a statue. They include, I mean, back in the day when you got the collector's edition of something, it was a DLC content that was added in, a certain weapon, a certain advancement in the game where you could top everybody else, you know, without really trying as hard. And then eventually now it's like, I mean, the new game, Assassin's Creed, the new one that's coming out. They have a statue of like a four foot tall assassin on a Viking boat. And it's like, it has all these additions that are added to it. Like you get a flag, you get all these types of things. So I'm like, yes. now they're selling it to people that are going to want to be fans of this because I think 
I wouldn't call it nerd culture. I would call it just video game culture or movie culture that has really expanded. And probably if you look back maybe 10 years ago, I mean, back in the 10 years ago, Dungeons and Dragons wasn't as super popular as it is right now. Um, but I think that's because video games and a lot of stuff like TV shows are starting to show bits and pieces of those types of things like show you know, Stranger Things show Dungeons and Dragons. Next thing you know, now everyone's into playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, and that's funny that you bring up Stranger Things. Actually, on that, uh, they also did uh, 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 Dragon Slayer game, Dragon's Slayer, Layer, Dragon's Layer, uh, which was an old. It was kind of a. I don't know if you ever played it. It was a more of a cartoon, and then it was kind of a you it was kind of a choose your own adventure kind of a thing um where you didn't actually physically physically do combat you made the decision on does you know does it not do this does he do this does he do this and um but anyway subsequently that game has been released on multiple platforms since its conception um but funny enough, because of it being on Stranger Things, uh, it is now being released on, or it might have already been released, uh, not actually sure on that, uh, on Xbox One and PS4. And it's like, you know, it's already seen however many releases, and it's really not that good. Uh, I look at like everything that gets, you know what I want to see kind of get shown or thrown back is I look at everything that has faded out and has still yet to make a comeback. I'm like, I want a TV show to bring back the drive through theater. Like I have never experienced that before. I've seen so many movies that have shown something like that, like a killer movie, an old school one. But like my great grandfather used to live in this place in Baltimore. That was kind of a little bit like a, you know, way back there deep in Baltimore. And there was a, side trail that would go off into this forest and back in the forest there was an old uh movie drive-in movie theater projection place and the screen was all falling down vines were all over it i mean and everything was like this place hadn't been open in 15 20 something years and i'm like i want to see this come back i want to see people petition for this to come back i want to see when those moments i used to have as a kid i mean i'm only 22 but I used to have these moments when I would go to a diner with my parents or something or go to a place and they had a Pac-Man machine. They had an old school Mortal Kombat or something. I would spend thousands of dollars and quarters just to keep playing that game. I mean, I used to be such an idiot back in the day when, I mean, I still kind of am, but like Pac-Man, for instance, I thought you had to get every single ghost eaten. So I never got past the first level. I was like, this is impossible. And then someone's like, no, you just have to collect all the little balls. I was like, Oh, it makes sense that when I eat the ghost, it goes into the cage. And then a second later, he comes right back out. Oh, it's impossible to do it that way. And like, yeah, is there something wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, it. it's so funny. You know, they're, they're talking about the dr uh, drive-in deer. Now, we have one here in Maryville uh, that's open. Well, not now. But, you know, normally it would be open at this point. Uh, of the year so yeah honestly i don't know if on the driving theater thing uh i was actually glad when they started building inside ones uh sitting out in your car to me wasn't well if you're on a date yeah but you know i guess I, it depends on your car too if you're sitting like in a diesel truck or something you're like i'm out of gas like <laughs> turn your truck off it's like no i want heat man 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and that, dude, and that, that's it. Yeah. Cause, uh, uh, that brings up a good question though. If you have a diesel truck or you have one of those giant fuel guzzlers and you're at a drive in the movie theater and you're, you have a date beside you, if she goes to sleep, do you just say she's tired or did she pass out from the fumes? <laughs> yeah, that'd definitely be a toss up. I bet you there's a dude out there listening. that's like, that's how I got laid back in the day. Like, you know, like that. Uh, whole thing. Uh, it uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no, no, would not, would not surprise me, honestly. Um, yeah i mean you probably hold events at your shop too right like um i know some comic book stores and places that hold like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments they do all these things i'm like i gotta go to one of these like i'll bring out the old dual disc i'll come out there with my blue eyes white dragon and show some people up you know what i mean (laughs) Uh, yeah no uh we uh yeah funny enough um in the southland complex as i like to call it um we have a restaurant and a bar uh, with a stage, it's it's more of an event center, um, actually, because um, it it was a um, an, arena. an arena where gladiators would fight. Yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's not that big, but I mean, it's a big. Anyway, it's a pretty big space. We were actually going to do a VHS festival there. Uh, probably that was supposed to go on. It was supposed to have happened April eighteenth, but obviously that got shut down. Uh, but we did a few. Um, like super smash brother tournaments uh over there uh so those went pretty well uh but that's really been about the the store has only been open since november um as far as the actual uh dungeon part the southland books part of it now i said it's been open since 92 but uh uh, so we really we were just we were really just starting to get going when everything kind of got shut down and then of course we're now you know I know, I know people are just getting a little bit antsy just staying inside the house all day. I mean, you got to look at it from another perspective, too. The same fact is that all these people being stuck inside their homes, they're on eBay all the time now looking up things to order, looking up uh, things to add to their collection. I mean, that's got to be a good market. So I it, it kind of like I was like when you said that you were at work or something, I was like, he's still probably open because he's still probably selling stuff online. I mean, packaging mm-hmm. orders and being mm-hmm. able to ship those things out because what do we have to do now? I mean, you can watch Netflix so many times and eventually you're looking through like your garage trying to find something, you find a Burt Bacharach record or something. You're like, Whoa, Holy crap. Like, I didn't know I had this. Like, I, I mean, I collected so many vinyl albums just from years ago. I used to go to thrift stores and I used to pick them out because they're 25 cents a pop. I mean, I'm staring at an ink spots one right now. I got Steve Martin, one of his first albums, you know, on there, walk like a Egyptians on there. <laughs> I don't have anything to play them on, but the art on them to me is amazing. I mean, now I see a Spotify track. I get to see the album on my phone, but I'm like, it's so much different when you have it in your hands. Like I'm looking at meatloaf on a motorcycle flying out of hell. And I'm like, where what were my parents interested in back in the day like it brings in that whole perspective oh yeah yeah well you know it's uh dang it you know if you look through time you know i mean throughout the years it's it makes you wonder you know what everybody was doing how you look at the 90s and look at what we were doing yeah uh so but yeah i know sorry um it's just the COVID situation with the business and everything, too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Here where we live, we didn't get affected as bad. Uh, not to say we haven't. I mean, as far as in our city, 
there's only one person that's died. Um, oh, you got, we're way smaller than you, but you basically, uh, we, we, we probably way more than quadrupled your numbers. I'm in a beach town. So yeah, no, yes. Yeah. So we're a very popular spot for like, we just opened up our beaches this past weekend and you would be surprised at all the people that you would think would be online on Facebook, posting, stay social distancing, all these type of things, yelling at other people for not doing it. They would mm -hmm. be surprised. There was a line. There's a place called Thrasher's French fries, which is like a French fry boardwalk spot. And mm -hmm. it was just, you put vinegar on your fries. It's like the best part about it. There was a line that went all the way down, probably 15 streets of people standing, like breathing down each other's necks with no masks on and stuff. And I'm like, this is what happens. You know, dude, you're so, uh, and uh, it, it, it amazes me, man. Uh, it, it really it amazes me the amount of stupidity and I hate to, uh, well, I mean, it's true. Look, there's people that are taking it seriously. There's people aren't really taking it seriously. Me on the other hand, I'm not too hyped up about it. Obviously. Um, when it comes to social distancing, I get it, but like, I still like, I, I wish I didn't have to wear a mask only because I'm not the type of person that can get sick from it. So I'm more than happy to do it for somebody else. There are people that have already had it. There's already people that have, you know, an immune thing to it, which is good mm -hmm. because those people like I'm trying to donate some of my blood to help with a vaccine um, yeah. just so we can get the whole situation over with. Cause I feel like it's just never going to end. Um, but it's, it's a learning process. And the only thing I benefit from really with wearing a mask, um, at least for myself is I can sing Katy Perry songs in the car. and Nobody knows. Make that right. Seriously. That's the whole thing covered up. Yeah, uh, seriously, you, you know, I, I saw this, uh, somebody put a, uh, no, I'm not even going to go there, uh, but the, um, I don't know, I guess for, from day one of this, when it went down, it's like, you know, I'm sitting here watching television and, you know, and it's showing like, you know, Times Square and there's like nobody in Times Square, you know, empty, you know, tumbleweeds going down Times Square. And then they flash to, I guess it was so Korea, I don't know. But, you know, so they're in their main city, streets crowded, full, everybody wearing a mask, everybody wearing a mask. And I'm like, if it takes us, everybody wearing a mask for, you know, six, seven months, a year to get this thing done with, why is everybody complaining? It, to, to me, it isn't like a government force. It, to me, it's a... Can, you know, be considerate of others, if nothing else. That's um, the only reason why I do it. The only reason why if I go into a store and I need something, I'm wearing a mask because I'm like, I'm doing this for you guys. Like, I, I get it just because there are some people that it does extremely affect. There's people that have lost loved ones and stuff. But I end up sitting there thinking with my little conspiracy theory at the ending of what this is going to be like. And I kind of, I'm going to say it now because I did a podcast a week before Corona happened, like mm -hmm. before it became known over here. Um, I said that I was talking to a stockbroker and he was talking about stocks. And I was like, I bet the safest stock to invest in is toilet paper because it never goes up and it never goes oh. down. Then a week later, skyrocket everything. So I'm going to predict this just so when this episode does come out, if it happens later, I am God, just letting you know. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but when I'm, when, and I am legend, 
I think that if a, uh, if a cure for Corona comes out, I'm going to wait to be the one that takes that because I believe that with how bad it's impacted us so far that we're going to rush and we're going to miss something. We're going to see a, in a month really good results and then eventually it's going to take a lot longer. Same thing that happened in I Am Legend. People got the cure for cancer, but then six months later, people started becoming these zombie things. They started, their hair started falling out. They, I just think it's not that I believe, I'm just saying I ain't going to be the first one that's getting shot with the corona vaccine oh yeah right yeah let somebody else get you pin yeah. yeah i can't even say it yeah let somebody else be the test bunny for sure i'm like uh, oh, yeah look i saw will smith he lost a dog that's too much for me there you go yeah no seriously and, and you know and i think you are actually right on it there i i, I think <sighs> there's a panic and a rush now uh you watch any funny enough which cause contagion movies and stuff like that generally tend to be horror-esque movies but you watch any of the any of the movies and it's funny how you know people the vision of how things would play out pretty much how things play out i know people were putting up on when that uh parasite movie came out they were like watch this movie watch this movie this is exactly what's going on right now i'm like people are like using it as a roadmap to like trying to figure out everything out. I'm like, all right, guys, you got to remember like this might be a big coincidence, but I'm like, I the only show or movie I've ever seen predict anything is the Simpsons. So unless they're I, I, honestly, that's what it's going to lead to. I just watched that. Like I said yeah. earlier, the dome, that's what it's going to lead to people being put in a dome. Every city starting to isolate themselves. Like you're not taking care of this property. We're going to put you in a dome. I'm just like, I hope I'm in a dome with Kate Upton. That'd be nice. I wouldn't be up. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that ain't going to happen. I know. You know, you're get shafted every time. <laughs> I want to be in a dome with a bunch of infected people. I'm sitting there like, this isn't fun. This is, there's, there's nothing but dudes in here. <laughs> you know exactly 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 uh, you know though man it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this sorry not to i know we veered off subject but uh it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out because um like i said it hasn't been as big of a worry for me sitting here watching but like vinegar syndrome who we deal with they're out of connecticut and they got hit pretty hard uh, you know, especially for the size of, you know, it was kind of like Maryland, you know, you compare the size of the state to Tennessee, it's, but also the, but, but the population though, density is probably way more in Maryland and Connecticut than it might be across the whole state of Tennessee. Tennessee definitely has more than we do, but the fact is we're just so jam-packed and being a mm -hmm. tourist attraction. I mean, we had people from Virginia, New York all come over and the only, well, I guess, smile or goodness I got out of it was seeing the people like these H2OI kids that would come down mm -hmm. here. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but they're like really low riced out cars, like Toyotas, all these types of things. Like basically oh, yeah. you can't get over a fucking speed bump and they they could come down here and they trash our town every time they treat everything mm. like disrespect yeah. burnouts i mean but um mm -hmm. a few of them tried to come down here this past weekend and cops lit them up with tickets i saw one ticket that was like went 85 and a 50 uh not wearing a seatbelt license was close to expiring mm -hmm. and they just kept going like 20 things down and ended up being like a 12 or a 1200 ticket and i'm like Whoa. And they posted on Facebook, like, don't come to Ocean City. I was like, exactly. Stay home. Let yeah. this thing do its thing. I mean, it's just going to keep 
but then I look at like everybody's upset with Hogan um, because of the unemployment factor and all these things that are going on because of how frustrating mm -hmm. it is. I get it. But I called it from the beginning. I said, all we're doing is delaying the progress of it. It's going to run its course. Sweden, what they did was they just let people, they just completely ignored the social distancing thing. They're suffering from it a little bit now, but they're over it. But then mm -hmm. there's also still stuff that's going on. I'm like, all we're doing is delaying it and businesses are hurting. Um, I think we need to have proper precautions. You can't leave your house if you're not going to follow rules. You can't enter establishments if you're not going to follow rules. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be a difficult time for a while, but you know, it's all us not taking care of each other, going out in the world when we're super, super sick and expecting something to happen or not to happen. Yeah. And next, you know, something does. Yes. Yes. No, no, you're, I, I concur with your assessment completely. And, and like, and you being from a tour and we're kind of, we're a gateway to a tourist town because uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg yeah. um, at all. But anyway, because we got Dollywood like right over the hill. Uh, so it, it is a problem for us, you know, and I was worried about that. That was actually my worry uh, because we got this place called Blackberry Farm. And it's like, uh, who got married there? Uh, what was her name? Anyway. There's been like, anyway, it's like, it's for the upper crust yeah. is basically what it is. So apparently from my understanding, they rent out all those cabins, like right when this thing went down. So we had all these people like from New York and yada, 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 that had money coming down here to ride this sucker out. And I'm like, well, crap, you know, they're coming from the place that's the most infected to us. And it's like, yeah, that kind of concerns us a little bit. Yeah, you know, so and and I can so I can definitely definitely relate. Yeah, because there's like, because if you go to like Gatlinburg, yeah, there's like a t-shirt shop every three steps. Yeah, um, you know, airbrushing. That's big literally airbrush. that's what it's big airbrushing. Into. That's that we have t-shirt factories all over, like every single shop on the boardwalk is a t-shirt or funnel cake thing with you know everybody's getting shirts like <sighs> God life, love and I'm like, oh my god, <sighs> funnel cakes are awesome though, man. God, I love funnel cake. I like the smell. I don't like the taste of a funnel cake. Really? Oh, God, I love them. I have anxiety when I smell it now because I used to work at a hotel. And it's <laughs> look, people bring home funnel cakes and they bring home pizza. There's only one option out of those two that is good the next day, and that is a pizza. <laughs> Nobody eats a funnel cake the next day after it's been refrigerated. It's disgusting. I didn't know a funnel cake. I, I've never seen one make it past a day dude i'm telling you all these people on the boardwalk down here when they would stay in their hotel i was constantly opening up the fridge you would just see leftover funnel cake after they left i'm like why and it smells terrible that powdered sugar does not go good the next day dude i bet you uh man i bet you did working that job would be freaking uh that would be interesting what doing funnel cakes no, 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 no. Working at a hotel. No, you, you get to learn a lot about people. That's why I really like, if I'm going to go out and I'm going to stay at a hotel, I'm going to make sure I know everything to make the easiest made as the whole entire, like the whole, my whole entire stay. Because honestly, we would get these groups that would come in. I had seen four or three people die the whole time I worked there for three years. Um, mm. And I would see the weirdest groups that would come in, we get the Girl Scouts, we get the uh, the kids that come down for spring break. The ones that drink the most, surprisingly, are the priests that come down. No, that doesn't surprise me one bit. 
I no, saw no, no, no. four bottles of Jack in the main priest trash can. And I was like, Jesus, I even crossed myself when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, and I get it because they can't do a lot of stuff. But like the nuns are pretty uh, dirty, pretty rude. Um, you know, a lot of, it was a lot of strange stuff. I definitely, if anybody's going to start a job there, it's definitely an experience. I mean, it's one that I definitely hold a little bit to this day. I learned a lot about people. And I think next time, if I ever travel anywhere, um, I'm going to make sure not to be, you know, dirty because that's, they get the vulnerable side of you, man. I mean, it's just like when you date somebody for the first time after a couple of months, you're like, whoa, you don't ever do dishes and you just pile up all your clothes in the corner of the room. Like you start to realize who somebody really is then. Oh yeah. yeah, And, and that's it. It's uh, the time, time on that aspect. But yeah, no, I, dude, you know, just working like fast food or anything like that, you know, having to clean, having to clean any kind of public restaurant room or anything like that you realize how really how vile people can be honestly that's i just cleaned my own bathroom this morning and i almost died (laughs) (laughs) that's why i refuse to go in public because i don't want to put that on anybody man i went to a royal look there's a royal farms it's called um rofo is what we call it but it's like a chicken Oh, they call it say world famous chicken, even though they never have any chicken there for some reason. <laughs> um, they're really lazy. I hate those people. But I remember I had to go to the bathroom super bad. I walk into the bathroom. There was legit a mop in the toilet and the dude just left it there. He's like, fuck this. And it was just like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, I don't, is anybody going to clean this up? It's been like that probably for a year. I don't think they're ever mm. planning on cleaning it up. Mm. God. I get it. People are savages, you know? Yeah, they are, man. Yeah. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, a lot of great people out there as well. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're really, and to go back one thing real fast on this shop, and that is, I, th- I think you did ask this question earlier, and I'm, I have a tendency to not answer the question that's been asked me, actually. Uh, but um, that is one of the things I love most about it is being able just to sit there and BS with people that have the same interests, you know, especially horror movies, games. I love games, but not the the games are what keep my movie part going. It's the ones that you can kind of connect with too. Those people that you can just sit there and talk about like, when did you see this? I remember when I saw this and you know, when I was 12 years old in a theater, you're like, dude, same time. I saw that when it came out too. remember getting the ticket and everything that stamp ticket, you know, I mean, trying to convince your parents like, hey, can I go see this movie or whatever, sneak out of the house or something? It's those experiences that are important. And I think, man, the overall message here is, you know, if you're sick, stay home, get some chicken noodle soup and get a nice good old horror movie playing, man, because that's, oh, that's, that's how you do it. That, that, that's it. Or, or, you know, buy a video game system, because Lord knows that's, that that was my that's been my salvation during the pandemic. It just video game systems blew up. I renewed my World of Warcraft subscription, so I know what you mean. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that, that that's it, you know. And then, of course, Nintendo Switches, they went crazy. Pokemon Go had to make it so you don't have to leave your house to catch Pokemon anymore. You can just stay home and do it. <laughs> you just got to go to different rooms. Well, no, it makes sense, man. You know, that that's, you know, we've all gotten tied down. Of course, hopefully this is going to be, you know, letting up so we can get back out and about. But like I said, I don't think we've been – because really, to me, it didn't seem like too many people really stopped their routine here too much, other than things were shut down. I mean, you know, everything got shut down, but outside of that, everybody was still like, I'm not going to stay at home. So it was, well, I'll say that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's different, but I really appreciate you, Jason, for coming out and doing the podcast, man. I really want to give you here a minute at the end, be able to promote your Instagram page so where people can see your shop and check out all your fun oh, collectible yeah. items. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Southland underscore dungeon. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I appreciate everything. Uh, thanks. Uh, hope this wasn't too bad. This is awesome, man. I loved it. Um, and I really appreciate it, man. Hopefully I get a uh, chance to talk to you in the future. Seriously, I actually, and, and listen to your podcast, by the way, I, I did, like I said, it was the Baltimore thing too. Uh, Cause it's like, uh, j- just to let you did know. Did you listen to the Josh out of Myers episode with the Baltimore? Yes. Oh yes. my God. He yes. crapped on me the whole time. <laughs> He's a good guy. He messaged me about it. I was like, man, I was, I, I was going to ask you some serious questions. And he goes, he goes, say ocean for me. I was like, oh. <laughs> but but you know but uh but love baltimore we'd actually planned on coming up to camden yards to see a game this year um so we're so i I gotta go up there definitely when that starts to i wonder when sports events are gonna happen again i don't know Uh, lord knows football's gonna push it yeah i mean baseball's gonna hurt from it too so i mean they really are Um, orioles haven't been really selling out anyway i mean there's plenty of open seats to sit you know, yeah, that's true. But but they're on the rise, though, man. I don't know. G- give them a couple more seasons. I think they'll uh, they'll be back around. I think they're putting some places. I'll I'll call it probably when I'm around thirty. There, they'll, they'll make an upper. I just love going to the games with the free peanuts, dude. I don't know what it is, man. Get your peanuts, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, they were free because my dad would buy them. But yeah, well, you know. it's a beautiful a beautiful ballpark, though, man. Yeah, I mean, Kingdom, Kingdom Yards is beautiful, and, and I just. Uh, and actually, I haven't, because, dude, Baltimore is the farthest north I've ever been. And I haven't been there since 88, 89. Went there on a field trip with school. Uh, we went to uh, the uh, Baltimore National Aquarium. and uh, Yeah, that's uh, a big one. Yeah, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Anyway, fell in love with your city then. But I was already an Orioles fan anyway, because my little league team was uh, the Orioles. So... I became an Orioles fan because of that ever since. Part of the team, man. Part of the team. Yeah, there you go. There That's you how go. I did. It's the only reason I liked um a little I like the Seahawks for a little bit, even though I'm a Ravens fan. I like the Seahawks second because uh my whole high school team was Seahawks. So it was like, you know, you can get that connection with it. Exactly. Exactly. But thank you so much for having me though. I really do appreciate it. Hey man, I'm gonna make sure I link everything in the description so people can find your awesome work too, man. Oh, I appreciate it. After listening to it, uh, this might kill me.